Well, here on Warriors.com, we continue to mock the NBA draft. We're mocking the 2013 NBA draft. i Tim Roy for Warriors.com. And, of course, with the number one pick, the Cleveland Cavaliers took Nerlens Noel of Kentucky, the 6'11 big man who needs to put on a little weight. And that gets us to Orlando with the second pick of the 2013 NBA draft. And to help us with that, John Denton, who is the OrlandoMagic.com beat writer, will fill us in. Uh, what's going on with the Magic? Uh, they won 20 games last year, John, but I think they found out a few things about their team. They have a couple of, of nice young pieces there. Yeah, you know, last year was was really a year in transition. When you lose a superstar like Dwight Howard, you, you have to kind of go through these things and rebuild. And, you know, in the process, the Magic, uh, you know, the, they, they traded Dwight Howard, which was devastating, but they were able to get back – Nikola Vucevic, who finished second in the league in rebounding, really blossomed offensively at the end of the year, averaged 13 points a game. Uh, Mo Harkless, uh, you know, 15th pick in the draft last year, kid they got from Philadelphia, became just a, just a tremendous has has tremendous potential. Long arm guy can do a lot of things. He's kind of a Trevor Ariza, uh, Tayshawn Prince type of player. Really, really came on late in the year. Had 28 points at Houston one night. Um, you know, and, and then they make the trade uh, for J.J. Redick. Traded J.J. to Milwaukee, which wasn't exactly a popular popular move in Orlando because, you know, J.J. was such a, a fan favorite here. But you go get a, a kid in Tobias Harris, six foot eight guy who can play three, can play four, averaged 17 points in, in 28 games in Orlando. So, you know, they really like the core that, they, that they've gotten with those three young guys. You know, it's funny. I don't think Harris played in the when the Warriors played in Milwaukee the first time, and so we didn't see him all year because we we played the the Magic twice uh, early in the season. So, so tell me a little bit about Tobias Harris. You know, he's he's 20 years old and he acts like he's been in the league for 10 years. I mean, he is ultimately you know just so mature. Uh, he, he's a guy who wants to be great. Uh, a neat story with him: his father was the agent for George Iceman Gervin. Uh, when when Iceman played in San Antonio in, in the league all those years, so Iceman Gervin was his mentor growing up. He would work out every summer with him. He would get tips from him. He still gets calls and texts after every game. Do this, do that. You should have done this. Uh, it, it's a nice ally for him to lean on. And you know the, the the kid does not lack for confidence one bit. He knows that he belongs here. He he feels like he should be the leader of this team already, and you know he grabbed the bull by the horns. He was he was he he was ecstatic when he got traded from Milwaukee to Orlando. Got very little bit of a chance to play in, in Milwaukee, and you know he comes to Orlando and just just takes over. I, I think he had like four thirty point games. He had uh, five or six twenty point games. You know, he ended up averaging seventeen points a game, and it showed that he can be the kind of guy that can can be a go to scorer for this franchise. John, tell me about head coach Jacques Vaughn, and I was intrigued when they hired him because he you know, drafted by the Jazz, so he played there and then played in San Antonio. So he had a firsthand look at two of the more professional organizations in this league. What has he brought to the table for the Magic in this rebuilding process? Yeah, you know, some people made, made, made a big issue of the fact, well, Jacques was a rookie coach. He was 37 years old. He was the youngest coach in the league. But but Jock's point is, hey, I've been getting ready for this for the for the last ten twelve years. Uh, when he played for Roy Williams at Kansas, he kept a notebook uh, on things that he liked that, that Roy did and things he didn't like. Uh, when he was a rookie playing under Jerry Sloan, 
He was playing behind John Stockton. I mean, he picked up tips from those guys. He played for Doc Rivers in Orlando. Uh, he played, you know, he, he played for Byron Scott in New Jersey. He played for uh, Greg Popovich in San Antonio. Won a title there. Then, you know, one year out of the league, Popovich asked him to come back and be a coach on his staff. So, he's picked up parts from from everybody that he's, you know, he's coached for. Players absolutely love him. Uh, you know, we had Stan Van Gundy here in Orlando for five years. Dan would sometimes harp on the negative, <laughs> um, and and Jock is just the opposite. I mean, he's he's Mr. Positivity. He's supporting guys. He's asking them how their day's going. Uh, you know, he, he throws his arm around guys when they're struggling. So they, they love him, and I think Jock is going to be a big hit in this league because of his ability to you know pick guys up and, and know what they're going through as players. Beno Udrick and the Hidu Turkoglu are unrestricted free agents. Uh, big baby Glenn Davis is there, but he. Always has, you know, you're always wondering if he's going to play uh, the season with injuries for him. Where do the veterans fit in, and and which ones you think would they like to keep to play alongside all their young players? You know, it's it's interesting with with, with Glenn Big Baby Davis. Uh, they really kind of put him in the spotlight of, of accountability for the first time in his career. He was a starter for the first time in his career. They named him a co-captain. And that did wonders for him. Uh, he, he was able to keep his emotions in check for the first time. And th- this team was 12 and 13 with Glenn Davis in the middle uh, early in the season. 12 and 13. They're six in the league in defense. Glenn Davis gets hit in the final 30 seconds of a game by Mecca Okafor, and he and he dislocates his shoulder. And you know, from that point on, the Magic were never the same again. I mean, you guys saw us. We, we beat the Warriors twice. We won in uh, in L.A. They were kind of becoming, you know, the feel-good story of the season. And, you know, Glenn goes down and the whole thing changes. So uh, he he really turned his career around this past year. Now, whether he's in Orlando for the long term, that remains to be seen. Uh, you know, it, clearly it's a franchise in transition. They're trying to get young assets. They're trying to get cap room. Uh, so, you know, they know that they need some veteran pieces here. But, you know, how many of those guys, the big baby Davises, the uh, – Aaron Aflalo's, Jameer Nelson's. How many of those guys are back next season? You know, kind of remains to be seen. John, before I let you go and and, and have you make the pick for the Magic, I wanted to ask about a guy that that just uh, decided that it's over, and that's Glenn, uh, Grant Hill, who had some some great years in Detroit and played in Orlando. And I saw that you had written a recent column about him that he did deserve some criticism. It's hard. I, I I always felt it was hard not to like the guy. I thought if he hadn't gotten hurt, I mean, he'd be one of the best players of his generation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what people don't realize is, that, you know, during his years in Detroit, he was with bad teams. He was a five-time All-Star. Uh, he was first or second All-NBA team each of those years. Just the nicest, classiest professional I've ever encountered, encountered in 21 years in this business, you know. I mean, intelligent, always had a witty comment, a smile on his face. And, you know, people in Orlando were, were very upset with Grant because, you know, he comes to Orlando on crutches. He breaks his foot after the first year. He breaks his foot after the second year. Uh, the ankle goes bad again. So it was seven years of kind of a black cloud hanging over the franchise. But, but hey, Grant Hill could have taken his money, could have walked, would have gotten every dime of his money, could have quit, would have been a broadcaster, could have been a, uh, a GM in this league. But he kept trying to come back. I mean, the guy's fever spiked at 108 degrees. His body's going into convulsions. His wife has to hold him down as they're driving to the emergency room. And he still keeps coming back. He keeps coming back and, and turns it into a great career. So, 
you know, Grant's always kind of gotten a bad rap in Orlando, but I think he, you know, de- deserves to be lauded for, for, for willing to come back and come back and, and turn a bad situation into a productive career. Well, I applaud you for that comment. It was great. I, John, let's get to it now. You're, you're now the general manager of the, uh, the uh, Orlando Magic, and, and Noel's off the, the charts now. He is with Cleveland. So if, if this scenario holds true, uh, what do the Magic say? Well, you know, I, I know there's you know some consideration with Trey Burke that you know Trey Burke is a uh, showed up well in the national championship game. Uh, got some skills as a scorer. Uh, a lot of people like Otto Porter because of, because of his size. But you know, I think the pick is, is pretty much a slam dunk here. It, it's been Mclemore. Uh, you, you look at shooting is at such a premium in this league. Finding guys who can knock down shots, guys who can make their free throws, guys who can put the ball on the floor and knock down the mid-range shot, and he's that guy. I mean, I know he didn't play well in the NCAA tournament, but, you know, the numbers that he put up in college uh, shooting the ball, he has some issues with, you know, maturity. All 19-year-olds do, but he's going to get there. He's going to be a great player, and, you know, he's a guy that could fit into this team right away. Magic have Aaron Afalo at shooting guard, but... He's a guy who could, who could, you know, definitely split minutes with him, even push for a starting role next season as they kind of transition. So I think Ben McLemore is definitely the pick there at number two. Yeah, he's got a good, good feel for the game. He's long, and, and John, as you know, the, the Warriors are a pretty good example. If you have guys who can knock down shots, they cover up a lot of, uh, cover up a lot of sins, so to speak. Yeah, trust me. After after watching those playoffs, everybody in this league is looking for the next Steph Curry, and you know Mclemore has the kind of stroke, and you know it's not every day that that a kid is compared to the next Ray Allen. So if you can find a Ray Allen, a Steph Curry type of player, you, you snatch him up, and you're happy. Ben Mclemore out of Kansas, the six five shooting guard who originally is from St. Louis, Missouri, is the pick for the Orlando Magic with the second pick of our 2013 NBA mock draft. John, if people want to follow you on Twitter to get updates on what the Magic are thinking and, and uh, of course, other things NBA, how would they do it? I would appreciate it very much so. My, my Twitter handle is John Denton 555 That was my old baseball number, so John Denton 555 and I uh, appreciate the follows. Power hitter, power pitcher. <laughs> oh, I was a uh, uh, a guy who hit a few home runs, but I stepped in the box and couldn't hit a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> just just like the rest of us, that couldn't hit the curveball. Hey, John, thank That's you so right. much for helping us out as we continue the mock of the 2013 NBA draft. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. My thanks to John Denton of OrlandoMagic.com to tell us that Ben McLemore is the pick for the Magic, the fine shooting guard out of Kansas. Nerlens Noel goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers, the number one pick, the 6'11 big man out of Kentucky. So, next up on the board, the Washington Wizards. Will they take Otto Porter out of Georgetown? You're going to have to come back to Warriors.com to find out. I'm Tim Roy, and we continue to mock the 2013 NBA Draft.